greatest days in church history. A little bit more than 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit has been poured out on 120 people. And I want you to hear me that 120, before they became 120, there was 12. There was 12 that was pressing in and couldn't wait for the promise of the Father. 12 became 120. 120 became 3,000. 3,000 became 2 billion. Did you get that? And this is what we're celebrating today. So today I want to ask you to do me a big favor. Lose your spiritual manners. Can I say that one more time? Lose your spiritual manners. Alright, you don't have to have manners today. This is the day of the Holy Ghost. Anything might happen. I want to stir your faith. Anything might happen. Today there's people under the sound of my voice which God will heal. He will touch. He will quicken your body. Who believes that? Who believes that dead and dry bones are coming alive today? Come on, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Who believes that you are here because God wanted you to be here? Come, who believes that you are here because the Holy Spirit has an appointment with you today? Has an appointment with your family? You see, when the Holy Spirit steps in, families are changed. No family can be the same once the Holy Spirit has taken charge over that family. My life has been changed because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody's life is going to be changed radically in this place. Come on, if you are that one, I want you to jump to your feet and say, Lord, I'm the one. I'm the one. Come on, I'm the one. I'm the one. He's going to heal me. He's going to save me. He's going to restore me. How better hear me? There's nobody in this building that will go to hell without knowing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is why you're here. The Holy Spirit moved you to come here. Come on, somebody better hear me. We are living in the greatest hour for the church. My goodness, just victory for the church. Outpour of the Holy Ghost like we've never seen before. It's coming and nobody can stop it. No religious spirit in hell can stop what God is going to do. Come on, shout hallelujah if you're with me. Praise God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to show your seat into this revival. There's buckets in the front. Miriam is right there. She's almost there. She's going there. One, two, she is there. She's in the back. You can, if, if you want to use the card machine in the back, there's details on the screen. We have a culture of giving, so we're not going to go into much of finances. You know what's right. So as the Lord leads you, as God spoke to you to sow, whatever He spoke to you about, you can come and sow that seed, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. quickly lift your hands. Father, thank you for every seed that has been sown. Your word says, in your kingdom it works in this principle. Given it shall be given. A good measure shaken together, pressed down, running over, will men give unto your bosom. I pray, bless your people, Lord, as they have given, and let this word penetrate our hearts now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we glorify you, we love you, 
And the people of God said, Amen. And Amen. Hallelujah. So this is Pentecost. Get a pen and paper. And I want to teach on Pentecost right now. Pentecost has come more than 2,000 years ago for the sole purpose to start the church. The first church that has ever been birthed has not been birthed through man's plan. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. When the first church was birthed, there was no man's agenda. There was no time frame. Let me just quickly say this as it is. There was no deacons that came later on. The first thing that happened to the church was there was not just words, but suddenly there was power. Because words is only something that, that buffs up the mind. Knowledge puffs up. Please understand this. Paul says that the gospel should not be preached just with words, but with the demonstration of power. So when Jesus gave the church the greatest gift after his salvation is the precious Holy Spirit. And I believe a lot of people don't realize this. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, He's only limited according to the knowledge that you have of Him. Let me say that again. This is why to some people the Holy Spirit is a dove, to others He's a fire, to some He's an atmosphere, but to those who know Him, He's a real person. He's only that which you have knowledge of about Him. He's much more than just, let me just quickly say this free of charge, people. The Holy Spirit is not an atmosphere. He changes atmospheres. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says this very clearly. It says, it's not by might, it's nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. All the miracles, you can sit here week after week and see all the miracles that God is doing through this place. It will not change you. Because the Bible says it's not by might. Come on, Peter. Peter saw Jesus opening up deaf ears and the blind. And Peter still rejected him. He still denied him. Judas still sold him out. And he saw all the miracles. Because the Bible says it's not by might nor by power. If you see somebody's ears open up, which was deaf, that's power. Who was here last week, Sunday, when that woman needed a cornea in her eye, she was blind, and bang, there's a cornea in her eye, and her eye opened up. That's power. It will never change you. Please hear me. Jesus is on a mountain. Suddenly, there's Moses and Elijah that appears next to them, and here's Peter in the middle of that that still did not change him. That's might. Imagine this, heaven opens up, God speaks, this is my beloved son, here's Moses, here's Elijah, and still it did not change them. Peter was the one who says, Lord, we're going to crucify, they're going to crucify us with you. There's no way that they're just taking you alone. When they, take to, when they took Jesus away, Peter was running away, and he said, I never knew him. It was until the day of Pentecost. It was until that day which Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Please look at me quickly. You shall receive the power that will change you inside out. It will change the way you talk. It will change the way you think. Mike, you didn't hear me. It will change the way you walk. It will change the way. When you receive that power, you will have that power and it will change the way you praise. It will change the way you worship. Suddenly when that power comes, you hate the things of this world and there's a change in you. Come on, tell me. Tell me. Shout this to me. There's a change in me. That's what this power comes to do. People think this power is just to raise the dead and that's part of it. But part of that power is it changes you upside down down he makes real men out of us because real men serve jesus christ real men can't live without him that's when that power comes upon you he changes you 
I want you to hear me right now. Power comes as the result of your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want to, you can write this down. Do you know what the language of the Holy Spirit is? Intimacy. That's the language of the Holy Spirit. He wants to be intimate with the body of Christ. So I want you to understand this, what the scripture says, and I'm going to go into the word and I'll read it now. But Jesus says, it is better if I go home. If I don't go, I can't send you a helper. And this is what the scripture says. He says, I will pray my father to send the helper. Now imagine this, that the father loves the spirit so much. He didn't want to send him to earth. Jesus says, I'll pray the father. I'll ask him. Because Jesus knew whatsoever you ask the Father in His name, that He will give. So Jesus says, I'll ask my Father, myself. Father, when Jesus comes to the Father and says, Father, I ask you for the Holy Spirit. It's like me saying, Father, in the name of Jesus. So Jesus knew that God the Father loved the Holy Spirit. He's so intimate because you have to understand, He's intimate. The reason why we can sit here today and say, Jesus loves me without a shadow of a doubt, is because of the Holy Spirit's intimacy. He reveals the love of Jesus to my heart. How many of you that sits in this place believe without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ came to earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, seated in majesty, and that He's the Son of God? If you believe without a shadow of a doubt, lift your hands, all right? If you haven't lifted your hand, you're in a good place. We're going to get you there. How can you be so sure without the Holy Spirit? So he's the one who makes Jesus real to us. Please understand this. So when Jesus says, you shall receive power, you will be changed forevermore. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon me. But I'll ask the Father that he will send him. And when he comes, he will change your whole life. You will never be the same again. He will quicken your faith. He will quicken your mortal bodies. Hear me right now. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is here right now. He's living in me. And He's living in you. Not a different Spirit. The same Spirit. Imagine the privilege. The same Spirit that moved on a Sunday morning into the garden tomb and resurrected that body is here right now. Oh, what a privilege, people of God. Imagine the same Holy Spirit that has been poured out on Peter. When Peter rose up, think about this. Peter was a Hebrew man, a fisherman. And the scripture says, suddenly they are in the upper room, 120 of them, and they have no idea what's going to happen next. They just know one thing. Jesus said, go back to Jerusalem and wait until you have been endued with power from on high. I can just imagine this. Peter standing there and he's asking James, do you feel different? Did the power come? No, not yet. Thomas says, no, guys, we're going to die. They're going to they're get us here. Oh, there's no way. And, did you get the power? And everybody asked himself, the question, did you get the power? If you have the power, lift your hands. Nobody lifted their hands. There's no power. And Peter says, well, just wait. Just wait. We're going to press in. We're going to press in. Because he promised me that he will send us a helper. And we will have power. And we will start to think like him. We will start to talk like him. Don't worry. It's coming. Just press in. Don't worry. Just press in. Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? And suddenly Peter stood up. Makaramashi. Robokosakarabanda. And the whole place was shaken by the power of God. And it, it, it lit up that whole Jerusalem streets. That the Bible says that the people outside said, What is this? Look at these drunk men. And Peter rose up out of 120 people. And he says, This is that which the prophet prophesied. If that does not get you excited, nothing will. We'll have to get the religion out of you and get you filled with the Holy Ghost. He says, we are not drunk as you suppose. 
But this is that power that has changed us. This is that. Well, Wesley, we don't speak in tongues because, you know, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, you have to read 14, you know, that you, you, you shouldn't pray in tongues. Read on. He says, don't allow people not. Don't stop people. Don't stop people of praying in tongues. We will never stop people of praying in tongues. If the devil can get you not to pray in tongues, he has won the church. Please understand this. There's power in praying in tongues. By the way, there's some people that's going to receive a double dosage of the Holy Ghost. Baptism of fire. Baptism of the Spirit. That's what we need. Hallelujah. Because we will be witnesses to the ends of the earth. If it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit, it would have been possible for me, my wife, my kid children to shake 60 nations of the world. Not 16, 60, 60. 60 nations has been shaken by the power of God. Why? Because this is that which the prophet prophesied. It's coming on you. It's coming on your children. It's coming on your grandmother. It's coming on your grandchildren. Come on, it's coming. That's what the word of God says. The people outside made fun of the guys inside. Look at these crazy people. They are drunk. What does drunk people do, by the way? Fall over. Walk below my kisses. Legs with Jack. Speak funny. Come on. They never experienced anything like this in the world. And they said, these guys must be drunk. I can just imagine Peter getting up. He says, this is not the spirit that you think. This is the new wine. Oh, this is... This is that, the fountain, which can never run dry. This is that, the power from on high. This is where the church of South Africa and the rest of the world must come back to. I want to say this to you, that I believe God is done with gimmicks in the churches. He's the best apostle. Today we fight for position. While they fight for position, I just allow the Holy Spirit to come. And to change hearts and to change lives. Because ultimately, in the upper room, nobody cared who was the next apostle, who was the next prophet. They just knew that I've got it. I've got it in my hands. Oh, can you imagine Peter said, hey James, you have it. Because I have it. It's in my hands. It's in my feet. It's in my talk. I feel it in my head. I feel it down my spine. I feel it in my heart. I'm changed. I'm changed. I'll never be the same again. That's what the Holy Spirit does. When He touches you, He changes everything. Your mama's mama won't even know you. When the Holy Spirit has taken hold of your life, He shakes you to your core. Come on, people of God. When the Holy Spirit touches you, He sets your feet to dancing. It's Him that brings joy unspeakable and full of glory. Shout joy. Before I'm going to read the scripture, I just want to have to get back to it. In the beginning of time, if I say in the beginning of time, not God's beginning, but the earth's beginning, because He has no beginning. He is the beginning. And He's the end, and He's everything in between. In heaven, there must be a boardroom meeting. And God said, let us make man. I want to make man so bad in our image, in our likeness. And man's going to fall, and I'm going to need a savior. I'm going to need somebody to die on the cross 
And Jesus steps to the front. He says, I'll do it. Oh, I'll become like one of them. God is so intimate that the only way to be able to think like we think is to become like one of us. And think about this. He had to turn to God the Spirit and say, I'll go. I'm going to need you. You're going to have to make me see it. Put me in a woman's womb. And I want you to hear me this. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. Here he turns to God. And he takes God. And he turns him into seed. And he puts him in a woman's womb. Imagine if the Holy Spirit is so, is so powerful. That he can take God and turn him into seed. If the Holy Spirit can take God and turn him into seed. Imagine what he can do with you. He took the Son of God. And he turned him into the Son of Man. Today he's taking sons of men and he turns them into sons of God. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. He's the one that from the beginning brings forth the atmosphere of creation. Every time where the Holy Spirit is. This is why I refuse to believe any place if they say the Holy Spirit is here, but there's no joy, there's no fire, there's no, come on, there's no freedom. The Bible says where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. In other words, there's freedom. So in other words, I'm not looking at you funny if you, if you clap funny, if you dance funny, if you shout funny. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Someone listening to me. Open up your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. Remember Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And now they are waiting for this is that. So this is Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Please say that, one accord, one place. Have you noticed, one didn't sit at his home, and the other one at the mall. That's not what the Bible says. In one place. They came together as the body, in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jesus says, I will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The, a proof to you that you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit is the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's not when you give your life to Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes stay. He stays in, on the inside of you. Who, who knows that? He seals you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is given as a seal for your salvation. Let me explain to you how this works. In other words, you wake up on a Sunday morning. I need to go to church. Oh, you didn't get this. That's a seal that you are saved. Because every time you know that you're saved, you are longing, as David says, my soul longs for the courts of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit in you pulls you. He moves you. Come on, towards the things of God. Nobody says, hey, come on, church, no, next week. If you're saved, you, are, yeah, you have the seal of the Holy Spirit in you. Suddenly you want to live right. You don't want to live like this world no more. Come on, there's a... This is why the word says, His word is like a fire that is shut up in my bones. That's what the Holy Spirit does when He comes to stay. 
But when he's in here, it doesn't mean you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, they spake with other tongues. Come on. So why is it different? If people are being filled with the Holy Spirit today, why do people believe it was only for them? It's because of a lack of knowledge that people say, well, we don't need the Holy Spirit, no tongues today. Come on, help me out. It's for today. Tell your neighbor it's still for today. So let's jump. Let's go to the next one. Verse 13 says, Acts 2 verse 13. Others mocking has said, so the people outside were mocking them. They are full of new wine. Now, let's go back. Others mocking said they are full of new wine. They were mocking, but they were also speaking the truth. Oh, let me go this time. They were mocking, but they were also speaking the truth. Let me say that again. They were mocking them, but they did not know they were speaking the truth. Because this is the new wine. This is what Jesus revealed at the wedding of Canaan, when the scripture says he left the best for last. This is the new wine. And you cannot put new wine in old wine skins. It will never happen. It will never work. This is why God gives you a new wine skin. To carry the power and the presence of God. Come on, I'm looking at you all. You're supposed to be that new wine skin. Everything changed when God touches you. Others mocked and they said, they are full of wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice. And he said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is that. Which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Where's the old men? You will dream dreams. God will speak to you in your dreams. And on my men's servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Blood moons. Let me speak to this side. You, you didn't catch that one. He says, in those days I'll pour out my spirit. He says, I will do signs in the heaven. He says that there will be blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Blood moons. When you see blood moons, every time there's a blood moon, there's something that happened spiritually and on the calendar of the Jews. So we are getting to. They say on the 26th of May, there will be another blood moon. When you see these things, the Bible says before Jesus returns, the, the moon will turn to blood. Okay, you didn't get that one. I, I think some of you are going to drive home and then suddenly it's going to hit you. You know how many blood moons already happened? He says before the coming of the Lord, the moon will be turned to blood. Here he says there will be signs in the heavens. He says this will be that. I love this. So what Peter actually said was, we are seeing the effect now. But what is coming? What is coming? And the sign will be, the signs will be in the heavens. Everything on the earth will be shaken. 
I feel the Holy Ghost is saying this. The sign will be in the heavens. You, everything on the earth shall be shaken. Look for blood. When the blood moon is there, you, this is that. This is why I say we are living at the end of the end of the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God ever. Do you understand this? Today might be the day where we stand in one accord. And suddenly there's an outpour and bang, the church is gone. Even so, come Lord Jesus, come. Even so, come and take your bride away. How my soul longs to be with you, my Lord. Even so, even so, come Lord Jesus, come. Just give him a hand. He's coming back in power. Let's go on. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into... Listen. He says this is coming. You'll see it come when the moon turns to blood. My God. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Can I just stop there and look at me quickly? Before Jesus comes for his church, Peter in his own words, Joel in his, no, don't, don't take it down, keep it up. Joel in his own words, he says before Jesus returns, there will be an outpour of the Spirit like we've never seen before. That's what the scripture says. He says, and the day that it will happen, you will see the moon will turn into blood. I don't know about you. I've seen it. It is all over the internet. It happened already. Now there's another one coming. This is that. Do you understand how close we are to Jesus Christ rapturing His church? You have no idea how close we are. Do this quickly. Do this. Do this. Put your hands close to your face. He's coming. He's closer. He's coming. He's closer. It's going to happen in a twinkling of an eye. In a twinkling of an eye. We shall all be changed. In a twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. There will be no more weeping. There will be no more crying. No more sadness. There will be no more death. There will be no more loss. It will be a sweet reunion in the sky. You're going to walk in heaven and you will see your grandmother. You'll see your daddy. If they're safe, by the way. And you, come on. I can just hear my grandpa say, Vessel. You made it. Can you imagine it? Oh, Jesus, come. Oh, Jesus, come. Listen, people of God. We've shaken the world. He can come. I've done what I needed to do. Jesus can come. This must open our eyes. This is a prophecy. He says that I, I want to put an emphasis on this. I'll pour out my spirit before the coming of the Lord. And the sign will be the moon will be turned into the blood. That's the sign. Do you get what I'm getting, going to? This is here. This is today. I said, This is today. This is today. This is today. The Holy Spirit will not force him on you. He's waiting for people to say, Lord, I've tried everything. Now I surrender. 
break me a thousand times over. Flip me inside out. My methods did not work. But I believe what your word says, Lord. I want that. I need that. Come and change me. He will come. I said he will come right now, today. And he will, he will swing your life all around. Let's go on to the next one. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me just quickly explain that to you. It does not mean those who say, Jesus! It's not that. Those who call upon the name of the Lord, meaning those who accept Him as Messiah. You call upon Him, meaning I cannot save myself. Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm far away from You. Lord, if I die right now, I'm going to go to hell. I cannot be without You, but I want to call upon Your name because the Word says that You are the Lamb of God. Your Word says if I come before Your throne and I repent of all my wicked ways, that You will forgive me. Lord, You will remove my iniquity as far as the east is from the west away from me, and You will never think about it again that's what the bible says those who call upon the name of the lord those whose trust is in jesus christ not in the not in man come on not in the church you have to go to church but the church can't get you to heaven there's only one way and jesus is his name he's the way he's the truth and he's the life no one goes to the father but through him come on shout whoever this means when you look at a person and you say there's no hope for this person He's so filthy. That changes what you think. You are never too dirty for Jesus to clean. You are never too far away. You are never too broken. I said you are never too bruised for the Lord to say, I'm changing your life. Who believes that, by the way? I said, who believes that, by the way? Listen, we have to be careful. Because this is holy ground. I feel God. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Go on. On to the next one. There must be a next one. Anytime. All right, let's do it. Let me, let me do it. Then the scripture says, in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, verse 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, and it's to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. I want to stop there. This is not the message, but I just feel led to tell you this. If you are here right now, it's for one reason, and one reason only. It's because God the Father has drawn you. The Bible says as many as God will call. In other words, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God looked at you and He says, I want this one. I want you to, because the Bible says no man can come to the, to come to the Father unless he's been drawn. So God draws you to Him. Is somebody listening to me? So the scripture says when you call upon the name of the Lord, you repent, you get baptized, then the Holy Spirit comes. You get the Holy Spirit as a gift. Not the gifts of the Spirit, but you receive Him as a gift. The Bible says in the book of John 14, 15, 16, it speaks about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that when the, when the Holy Spirit of truth comes, the world will not receive Him. For the world do not know Him. But you know Him, for He will be with you, and He will be within you. I thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, when I said yes to Jesus, I received the gift. The Bible says He will be with you. So suddenly, I don't have to fear terror by night. 
nor the destruction that lays at day. I don't have to fear the arrow that flies by night. You know, you didn't get this. Because the Bible says He will be with me. Why? To protect me. The Holy Spirit has been given to you to protect you. Let me just quickly tell you this. This is why I believe that death has no authority over you this morning. Death has no power over you. The spirit of death cannot take you out. If you have the Holy Spirit, He's a protector. And let me just get your, your, your theology straight. Jesus says, with well, long life will I satisfy you. You don't have to die at the age of 60 because your daddy died at the age of 60. He made a promise with long life. I said, with long life will I satisfy you. Come on, what does the Bible say? He will give you the Holy Spirit. He will be with you. Then number two, he says, he will be within you. So when the Holy Spirit comes in your heart, he's in you for sanctification. He keeps you holy. I want a couple of witnesses now. How many of you know that the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, it's no longer, I can't do that, I can't do that. Suddenly there's a change in me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. I want to drink that. He changes you. Do you get what I'm telling you? This is why he takes the old man and, he, and he, he, the old man goes through the water and the old man dies there. And you come out of the water, the new man. And suddenly the things of this world has died away. Because the Holy Spirit, that's His job. His job is to be within you to keep you holy. Please understand this. The Bible says this, that if you grieve the Spirit of God, Paul made a statement to the church. He says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know what the word grieve means? He says, don't grieve Him. In other words, it's to hurt Him so deeply through the way that you live. That's what the Bible says. Paul says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, don't hurt Him so deeply by the way that you, that you live. In other words, he says, you have to live your life right so that you don't bring grief to His heart. Let me just explain something to you. The Holy Spirit has a heart. He has feelings. He has fingers. He has arms. He's not an atmosphere. He's a real person. Why is it so difficult for people to think this? God turned to Himself. If I say God turned to Himself, God the Father turned to God the Word and God the Spirit and said, let us make man in our image. The Holy Spirit looks like us. Do you understand this? It's not a, a light switch that you switch on and off. It's not what the Holy Spirit is. He's a spirit. This is why the, he's, he's so mighty that He can live in me, in you, in you, in you, in you, in you, in you. And He lives in, in, in unity with Him. Do you understand this? So the Holy Spirit doesn't jump into your body and say, Whoosh, and now He's in me. He lives in unity with me. In other words, there's no way that I go without the Holy Spirit. You know, you, get, you better get this. When Jesus was baptized, the Bible says, and I've said this many times, I want to say this again. The Gospel of John teaches this so clearly. John says that when Jesus was baptized, there came a, a voice from heaven that says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Right? Then the heaven opened up and the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. In a form of a dove. In a form of a dove. And the Bible says, in the book of John, he sat upon Jesus and he remained. When the Holy Spirit comes to stay, he's like basically with you forever as long as you live your life right. And I have seen what the Holy Spirit does. Many times he pulls away because of sin, because of wrong living. So what do you have? Now, suddenly there's no more hunger. I don't want to go to church today. Ah, next week. 
It's because the Holy Spirit has pulled away. If the Holy Spirit stays, nobody's going to ask you a question, are you going to church? You can't wait. Sunday morning, you jump up. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm in church because if you understand the church, you, you don't understand how much Jesus loves His church. And I want to say this again. You are not the church sitting at your home. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. I've never heard a Muslim man say, I'm not going to mosque. I am the mosque. It's just pathetic Christians. I say this. It's pathetic Christians that they sit on the fence. They don't love God. If you love, what's the first commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. It means more than your bed. More than your Sunday brunch. He's everything to you. The world will reject him, but you know him. He's the one that will keep you holy. He's the one that will always remind you of righteous living. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you this. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will come. He will convict the world of sin. So whenever there's conviction, it's not the pastor that has offended you. It's the Holy Spirit that has convicted you. Come on, help me out. And then when you're born again, the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you. He reminds you. He doesn't say, hey, you sinner. He says, remember, you are saved. You're better than that. The Holy Spirit, please understand this, does not just make you fall, jump, laugh, and shout. Sometimes He also makes you to shut up, ask for forgiveness, humble yourself. You don't get this. That's also the Holy Spirit. If you feel the pulling, just do it. It's Him that says, say, Yamar. This is when, when my wife and I have a quarrel. I'm never wrong. <laughs> but I always go and say, you know what? I love you. <laughs> but because I have, I have this person that doesn't want to let me go. Every time I say, yeah, no, I'm not always. I told her the other day, I said, if you go on like this, I refuse to drink collagen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, that's my business. And in any case, so you have the Holy Spirit in you that always reminds you of who you are. Then Acts says, You shall receive power when He comes upon you. Think about this when, when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon Him. And the scripture says, He remained on Him. If you think about a dove, the reason why God used a dove and not, there's a reason why in the Garden of Eden, give me two more minutes. There's a reason in the Garden of Eden why God allowed Satan to enter a snake, a serpent. Because a serpent is an, is an animal that couldn't be sacrificed to God. It's called an unclean animal. How many of you know that doves has been used to cleanse lepers? Well, let me say that again. They used a dove as a sacrifice in the Old Testament to cleanse lepers. The Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove to cleanse the lepers. We when you're a sinner, before Christ, you're a leper. God sent, He said to, to the priest in the book of Leviticus, you take a dove, and you use the blood of the dove, and that's how you will cleanse them. Now what God says is, I use the blood, Jesus Christ, and I use the, the sacrifice, the Holy Spirit, that will take the lepers and cleanse them forever and forever. Number two, 
A dove is the only animal without a gallbladder. That means there's no deceit in him. There's no bitterness in him. A dove mates for life. A dove has, on his right wing, he has nine feathers. On his left wing, he has nine feathers. The nine feathers on the right symbolizes the nine gifts of the Spirit. The nine on the left symbolizes the nine fruits of the Spirit. Did you know that? A dove has, has a, the tail feathers consist of, out of five feathers. That symbolizes the five offices. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. That's why he came in the form of a dove. To say, I'm sanctifying the lepers. And I'm sealing them with the seal of the Holy Spirit. And a dove is a shy animal. He gets scared off very easily. So if, if a dove can sit on my shoulder and I want to keep the dove, I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. Oh, come on, somebody. If I sit here right now and a dove flies in and comes sits on my shoulder, here comes the dove and I jump up. There goes the dove. I'm going to have to get acquainted with this dove. I'm going to have to make sure I know exactly what this dove loves and what this dove hates if I want to keep this dove to remain on me. How many of you understand that? Now hear me. Suddenly, I get, I get befriended with him. Now, what I have to, you have to understand this. To keep the dove, I can't just do this. There goes the dove. To keep the dove, it means my lifestyle is going to change. I'm going to have to keep him in mind. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and do whatever I want to do. I'm waking up in the morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do today? Who can I bless today? Come on, most of the times when you wake up in the morning and I say, Good morning, Holy Spirit, I give him a song at least. God loves to be worshipped. I said, God loves to be worshipped. And he dwells among the praises of his people. So in order for me to keep the dove, this is why the Bible says the Holy Spirit remained. In order for me, and think about this, he's not a dove, he's a person. But to keep the person to remain, my lifestyle will have to change. I'm not going to live the way I want to live no more. I'm going to live the way that's pleasing to him. Is somebody listening to me? The Bible says, when, when, when Jesus said this clear, he says, any sin that you commit against me, I will forgive you. But when you sin against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven. So the Bible says, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven you. Based on what is blaspheming against the Holy Spirit? When you see the work of God, and you say, that is the devil. Like people do on Facebook. When they see God move, ah, oh, that's not God, that's the devil. Blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, you are doomed for hell. There's no way, there's no way that you'll be forgiven. Ever, ever. Jesus says you can blaspheme against Him. But blaspheme against the Spirit of God. This is why I always tell people, if you see God do something that you don't understand, zip your lip. Never, never touch the Holy Spirit. When you touch the Holy Spirit, you're dead. And not just dead, dying physically, but you're cut off from God. When people do that, let me tell you, their lampstands will be removed. God cut you off. The Holy Spirit is so holy that Jesus says, I'll forgive you. But whatever you speak against Him, it's done. I'll never forgive you. My Father in heaven will never forgive you. And you will know when you've sinned against the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you how you know that. You, you backslide like this. You lose your love for Jesus. You, love the, you lose your love for the church. You don't care to live righteous no more. Because it's only the Holy Spirit that tells you, don't do that. Come on. He's the one that keeps you holy. God, God warned me about this when I started out. If you don't understand something, never touch it. Ask, pray, find it in the Word of God. 
even if you don't find it in the Word of God, you don't say anything about it. Because then you've blasphemed against the Spirit of God. That's the only sin that will never be forgiven. You can be an adulterer, you can be a drunkard. You can be an alcoholic, you can be a drug abuser. If you sincerely come before Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness and turn from your wicked ways, Jesus says you must be born again. In other words, you don't do it no more, you'll be forgiven. But blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, never. That's how precious God's Spirit is. And I believe I've asked God this, why did Jesus have to ask you to send the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit gets bruised very easily. He gets hurt very easily. I hate it when people say, well, the church offended me. They have no regard to the Holy Spirit. If there's one person that must be offended, it's the Holy Spirit. Am I speaking to the right church? I want to throw this in free of charge to the people that's new here. So I was invited to a church one day. It was eight hours drive there. I couldn't, I couldn't fly there. There's no, no landing strip, so I had to drive there. A week before I got there, God said, I want you to preach on the Holy Spirit. And I said, yes, Lord. So I prepared my whole week on the Holy Spirit. I got to the place. It was a big tent, but it's a church. They use the, the tent as a church, but it's packed with people. I mean, people everywhere. Sick people, and, and I knew God was going to do something today. And the pastor came to me, and he said, thank you for, for coming. And he used the words, mikasa isukasa. And I said, yeah, raka. And he, <laughs> and he said, but... You can preach whatever you want to preach on. But if you preach on the Holy Spirit, I'll chase you away. I'll stop you publicly and chase you away. That's what he said. And uh, so I walked away and I, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, what do I do now? I said, God, he said, I'm not allowed to preach on the Holy Spirit. He's going to chase me away. And you said, I must. What do I do? And I heard God say to me almost audibly, who do you fear? Do you fear that man or do you fear me? I said, I fear you. He says, then you preach what I tell you to preach. Yes, Lord. And I knew, okay, today is the day. Today is the day. And I knew they're not going to carry me out. Because I knew that I have a jawbone of a donkey in my hand. I knew today I'm slaying a thousand. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll never forget this. So, so the pastor came up to the States and he opened up his Bible. And he said, church, and he started speaking about the Holy Spirit. And he spoke negative about the Holy Spirit. He said to the church that there's no Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is dead. And he, he went on and he says, And you know me, we never allow any preacher to preach on the Holy Spirit, but just vessel the brain. No pressure. God, I got behind the pulpit. I'll never get this. I tried to contain myself. I opened up my Bible and it just fell out of my mouth. I said, Church! The Holy Spirit is more alive than your pastor. That whole church says, Whoo! I said, that's right. I said, if there's anything dead, it's that man. I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit. The Ruach breath of God. Come on, the, the kerosene of the Spirit. I started preaching on the Holy Ghost. I will never forget this. This guy was sitting in the third row, this preacher. But it looked like somebody lit his seat with fire. He couldn't sit still. He was up and down and up and down. And I saw him. I could in the corner of my eye. I said, this guy's coming for me. My old life says, I don't you in court here. But my new life says, in the name of Jesus. He ran towards me. I'll never forget this. All right. And I pointed out, I said, in the name of Jesus. I literally saw this guy being picked up, flew through the air. 
fell to the ground. His asses jumped up. They ran towards him to pick him up. They don't know what's going on in this place. When they got to him, bang, everybody face down. God kept them there the whole meeting. My goodness, I preach on the Holy Spirit. Listen, let me tell you. I checked him out. He tried to come up. He couldn't move by the power of God. I said, Lord, you keep him there until I'm done. They couldn't move. I preached on the Holy Spirit. Listen, people got saved, healed, baptized with the Holy Ghost. The church closed today. No more church. I went to a church, and I think it was an Anglican church. Now, if you don't know what an Anglican church is, it's almost like an Anglican church. It's just Anglican. <laughs> so they don't know about the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. They invite me. No, you didn't get that. They invited me. I said, are you sure you want me? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, then. I got there. Do you know what happened? People got baptized of the Holy Ghost everywhere. The pastor called me. I think he's the pastor now. The bishop, whoever they called him. He said, listen, we're no longer Anglican. He said, I can't explain it. When they put their foot in the door, they speak in tongues. He says, we're no longer Anglican. I said, that's is that. Which the prophet has prophesied that in the last days he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He will turn people upside down. He will take religion from your heart. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. Even Paul comes and he says, have you received the Holy Spirit when you were saved? They said, we did not even know about the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he started preaching to them, laying on hands on them. And suddenly the Bible says the place where they were seated was shaken by the power of God. And they spake in other tongues. Acts chapter 7 verse 51 says, You stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ear, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your forefathers did, you do also. Here's the disciples standing up and rebuking them for being religious. He says, your daddy rejected the Holy Spirit, now you do the same thing. He says, who do you think you are? It's time that you submit yourself under the power of the Holy Ghost. Let Him change you. Let Him change you. Let Him change your life. Bible says every time they came together and prayed, the place was shaken. I want to tell you this, then I'm done. I pray for people. They, they asked me to go to the Northern Cape to preach for men, men's camp. I got there, Bura, mana, farmers, big guys. They don't want to hear your nonsense. Hello, um. That kind of big guys. Hard. And so we, everybody sat in that, in that, in that hall. And it was packed with men. And everybody, the one is tougher than the other one. You know what I'm talking about, men's egos. That one guy was so tough, he had two shorts. Two cord brooker. Watch your long brook, was running long brook, and he's saying two cord brooker. But anyway, tough guys. And every time when I go to a place, they always ask me the one day. <laughs> I, was, I was asked to go and preach at a church, and nobody knew me. So I got to the, to the door, and an old woman greeted me. She said, son, I'm so happy you are here. You need to get saved. And I heard there's a preacher today. And I heard there's a preacher today, and please, when he makes the altar call, you better run. I promise you, she says, I can see that you need it. 
I said to her, thank you, I won't forget. <laughs> and then I sat down, and they called the preacher, and here I comes, and I'm looking at that auntie, she's just like... <laughs> I said, hello, my name is Vesu Dubrain, I need to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> I got to a place, a guy, a guy said to me, um, hello, welcome here, we're just waiting for the preacher to come, and I said, I'm the preacher. He says, you the preacher? He says, ach, nee, ik ben naar huis wat gaan jy I promise you. I should have stayed home. What are you going to teach me? I said, if you give the Holy Spirit a chance. After the service, he came to me. With tears in his eyes, he says, forgive me. Forgive me. I was in a, in a church where an old woman of eight years old, after I preached on the Holy Spirit, walked out of the church. She grabbed me by the hand. She started crying. She says, young man, please come sit here. Sit next to her. She says, I can die today. I said, why? She says, I'm so sad. I'm eight years old. I've never heard about the Holy Spirit. This is the first day in my life. She says, now I'm ready to die. I've met him today. I cried with her. I said, how is that possible? Eight years old. And you've never heard about the Holy Spirit. People, do you know how blessed you are this morning? To know that the Holy Spirit loves you so much that He pulled you to church for He doesn't want you to go to hell. The Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. So He's fighting for people's souls right now. He's knocking on your heart saying, but please, please hear me, before any person dies, the Holy Spirit tries to win over that heart. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. To fight for that soul. Somebody listen to me. And I know Him. He won't let you go. I said, He won't let you go. I can, I can tell you stories about the Holy Spirit, stuff that I've experienced in churches where, they, where He's not allowed, where churches don't want Him. I walked in the church the one day at 3 o'clock in the, in the afternoon because I wanted to pray. The meeting started at 6. God said to me, go and pray. And I took my team and I went to pray. And everybody was jolly. Everybody's laughing and clapping hands and everybody's excited. Tonight God is going to move. But I got to the church. Everybody was at the back. So I was walking towards the front. When I got to the front... It felt like somebody close to me has died. I fell on the ground and I wept bitterly. And I thought, no, hang on now. This couldn't be me. This can't be me. I was just happy and excited. Okay, what's wrong, Lord Jesus? Somebody, somebody seems dead. The whole team came to the front. When they got to the front, they fell to the ground. They sobbed. And I knew something is wrong. I said, Lord, it feels like somebody's dead. Please show me who's feeling this way. You know what God said to me? This is the way the Holy Spirit feels. I said, God, he's not dead. He said, he is to this church. I wept. And that night I preached on the Holy Spirit. And his power restored. You have to understand this. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, he changes you. And I want you to hear me right now. Tomorrow morning is not promised. There's many of you who sit here. An hour from today is not promised. You can drop dead like this. Just because you're sitting under this roof does not mean you're going to go to heaven. The Bible says many will say, Lord, Lord, in that day. And I will say, go away, I never knew you. This means they knew him. Lord, Lord. The response was, I don't know you. Who are you? You have to make sure that when the Holy Spirit knocks on your heart's door right now, that you respond. And you say, yes, Lord, I'm changing my life. You see, Jesus says, in order for you to be saved, you must be born again. 
So in other words, you can know of Jesus. You can grow up in a house where Jesus was told to you, and you can still fall back into sin. Knowing Him here, still living a life of sin. Knowing His existence. Please understand me today. Even Satan believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and He's going to hell. Please understand this. There's more than just believing He's the Son of God. The most important, crucial part is sanctification. Because the Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. So you can know Him up here and not here. And when you know Him here, you don't do the things of the world no more. You are born again. You've turned your back on the world. I thank God for this day. This day in history will forever be celebrated. The day where the Holy Spirit came down in a powerful force. It's only in the Gospels that the Holy Spirit, they speak about Him as a dove. Afterwards, they spoke about Him as a fire. Now let me continue my story and then I'm done. So in this, in this hall with all these big farmers, everybody's hot and tough. And I just thought to myself, I've got a plan. I opened my Bible and I started speaking about the Holy Spirit. Because He's the one that takes the hearts of stone. And turn it into our flesh. I said to the keyboard player, I said, okay, you have to sing something about the Holy Spirit now. So he started singing a song about the Holy Spirit come as a mighty rushing wind. When he said it, it ignited my faith. I said, Lord, I know you hear me, but for the sake of these farmers, I said, I pray that you will move in this building right now like a mighty rushing wind. As I said it, chairs blew over everywhere. Water bottles fell over. I saw big farmers. The fear of God struck them. They fell on their faces, cried, crying out to God. Tears running down their cheeks. Uncontrollable. I'm just standing here. Chains. Doors are opening up, shutting because of the wind of God. You shall receive power. This can't happen. You believe it can't happen because you have no deeper revelation of the Holy Spirit. He can only be to you according to the revelation that you have of Him. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. Come on, the Spirit of the church, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says He's the Ruach breath of God. He's the kerosene. We pray, God, put us, put our whole bodies in the kerosene of your Spirit. Let us burn for you again. I want you to to lift your hands. That's the fact, if you can, quickly stand to your feet. Jesus said, He will come and He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You see, Jesus doesn't just want you to be baptized with the Spirit, but also with the fire. Basically, what is this fire? This fire is such power on your life. Power to do the works that Jesus has done. Your God is a consuming fire who makes His ministers a flame of fire. Many of you have come to the, to the knowledge of Christ who have given your life to Jesus. You receive the Holy Spirit as a seal. So what this means, He comes in your heart. And that's your guarantee that you are saved. So now you hate the things of this world. You're always reminded of righteousness. That's your sign that you are saved. But then there's a, a little bit deeper. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly there's a a river that flows from within that you cannot control and you speak in tongues as they did in the book of Acts 
but this not where it stops then he says there's a fire that God will will baptize you with and this fire will it will set you on fire it will change the way you praise it will change the way you worship you will do exploits for the kingdom of God fire authority power now Lord I pray in Jesus name come on lift your hands quickly would you start to pray with me the Bible says they came together in one accord and they started praying Praying is not mumbling, it's not whispering. Praying is opening up your mouth and releasing the sound of heaven. Come on, release that gift of prayer. Holy Spirit, we are desperate for you. The Bible says you do not know how to pray for the Spirit of God will pray through you. He will pray through you. You have an advocate on the earth. The Holy Spirit that will pray through you. Come on, when He comes, He will change you. Some of you must pray, Holy Spirit, change me. Change me. Don't stop praying. Come on, just for two minutes. Lift those voices. Come on, open your mouth. Be bold about your prayer life. Paul says in the book of Corinthians 15, do not forbid them to speak in tongues. Do not forbid them to speak in tongues. If you want the change, you have to pray, people. Hear me right now. Your, pray, your prayer is changing everything today. Come on, continue pray, continue pray, continue pray. Come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come on, you continue pray. Come in thy own special way. Oh, come. Holy Spirit, I need Thee. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Oh, come, in Thy strength and Thy power. Come, in Thy own special way. Oh, come. Holy Spirit, I need Thee. Oh, would You come? Holy Spirit, I pray. Come in Thy strength and Thy power. Come in Thy own Oh, come, come, Holy Spirit, I need Thee. Come on, He's touching people all over this place. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, I pray. 
Just heal to him, just surrender to him. Come in thine own gentle way. Come breathe upon me, breath of God. Breathe upon me, Spirit of the Lord. As I lift my hands. In surrender to your name, most high, I'm healing to your spirit. Jesus, I am walking in your love. Jesus, I adore your holy name. So let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every situation that has troubled my mind, all my cares and Unto you, I roll. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. about everything and just worship. Forget your lack, forget your need. Forget what your body feels and just worship. He's more real than life itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, sing to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Come on, as we sing this Holy Spirit, I want to give you a, I want to give you this opportunity right now for you that's in this place. You've never given your life to Jesus. You are lost. You know that if you die today, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. You'll, you'll not be saved. I'm speaking to those who has been backslidden, those who has been called. Your relationship with the Lord is non-existent. But there's a hope for you and Jesus is His name. Come on, I want you to continue to sing this, Holy Spirit. And as they sing it, if you are saying, Vessel, I need Jesus in my heart, in my life right now. I want to accept Him right now. I want you to make your way down here. I want to pray for you. Come on, just run to the front and say yes to Jesus. Come on, encourage them as they come. Come on, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Just align them in one line, guys. Come on, somebody's daughter is getting saved right now. Somebody's mother is getting saved right now. Come on, there's more people in your seat. Don't fight it. Don't kick against the goats. The Holy Spirit wants you. He wants to save your soul. He wants to change your life. Come on, keep on cheering them on, people. Come on, you can do better than that. The Bible says when one soul comes to Jesus, the heaven is rejoicing. Come on, there's a woman. You fight it. Don't fight it, woman. Don't fight it. The Holy Spirit spoke to you. Come and receive Him. Come and accept Him. Say, come and change my life. Come on, guy. There's a guy that's you in your seat. You're fighting the goats. Let's go. Don't stop. Don't stop, people. Keep on cheering them. This is a joyous celebration. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for His Holy Spirit. I want to give you a few more seconds. I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to a few more people right now. He wants to change you. He wants to change you. He wants to change your life. Come on, somebody, give Jesus a shout. He wants to change your life. You know about what Jesus does? There's somebody, you sit here and you say, I'm too far away. You are never too far away. You are never too far away from His grace to pull you out. Your, your, your sin can never be bigger than His blood. Come on, that thing that has bound you can never be stronger than the blood of Jesus. I don't care what people said about you. I don't care what people think about you. Let me tell you what Jesus thinks about you. He thinks that you are to die for. He thinks that you are to die for. And right now, He makes all things I want you to do me a favor, church. Encourage that guy that doesn't want to come. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, young man. Come on, young lady. I'm giving you a few seconds. Come. Don't fight it. Don't say my life is right according to whose standards. According to whose standards. Hallelujah. Lord, your word says if one comes to repentance, just one. Heaven is celebrating. The Bible also says, If you reject me before man, I will reject you before my Father in heaven. Those of you that has come out, you have not rejected him. 
You have not. You publicly say, I need Jesus. Publicly, you acknowledge Him as your Lord and your Savior. I want to thank you for these people, Lord. And I thank you today, after, after we pray for them, Lord, that no more condemnation, no more lying of the devil telling them they are too useless and too far away to be saved. But today, a couple of names will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. I want to ask the whole church just to close your eyes and hear me. It's not just the prayer that saves you. It's the conviction of your heart. Jesus says you must be born again to enter heaven. What does this mean? It means my old life, my old sinful nature. I'm laying it down on the altar right now. I'm not going back to my seat, the old man or the old woman. He makes it all new. So think about this. If you were a murderer and you come to Jesus Christ and you give your life to Him, you will never stand before Him as a murderer. You'll stand before Him washed, accepted, and loved. But if you die without Jesus Christ, you'll have to stand before Him for what you've done. But right today, this day, your sins is going to be removed from you. As far as the west is from the east, the Bible says God will never think about it again. Lift your hands. You in your seat, I want you to stretch your hands towards these people. And we're going to pray together. And I want you that came out to pray this prayer with me. Pray this from your heart and mean this with everything that you have. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to pray this boldly. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I am a sinner. I am lost. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. And for my sickness. And I believe on the third day you rose from the dead. And you are seated next to the Father. I want to accept you into my heart. Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. I accept you publicly as my Lord and my Savior. And I want to ask you. That you would write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And that you will fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask you to use me. And I make a vow from this day that I'm going to serve you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, can you see the books are opened? And some names has been written down in glory. Now you standing in the front in front that came out. Thank God that you are saved. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now you have a responsibility to serve Jesus Christ. And you can't serve him at your home. You need to serve Him in the church. What I want to do is, I don't want the people to go away, but what I want to do is, if you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, 
you that's standing in your seat. If you have never received that fire, I want you to come and join these people, right? Father, I thank you for your healing glory, your healing power. Devil, I curse every sickness and every disease that you placed upon this body. I cancel every negative doctor's report, every report of people. I curse it. I make it null and void. Lord, I thank you for your sweet anointing that I feel for you for this man. I curse every sickness and disease. I break it off. I command this body be healed in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit of death. I command you let him go right now. You can't have him. In Jesus' name, you can't have him. I give you praise, Lord, for healing in this body. Let this anointing, Lord, flow through him. The word says, by your stripes we are healed. I command you unto be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to the blood. You shall function like God created you to function. I speak strength in this body. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command life to be restored in this body, Lord. Let his youth be renewed in the name of Jesus Christ. And restore everything Satan has stolen in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you so much. When I touched your head, I heard him say, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Thank God your name has been written today in the Lamb's Book of Life. And no man can pluck you out of God's hand. No man. His promise is real as you stay close to Him. Everything, everything that the enemy fought is going to be for your destruction. God will turn around for your good. And I want to ask you to seal Him with the Holy Spirit right now. It's written in your word. You shall anoint Him. And God will raise Him up. And I thank you right now, Lord. It is done. I feel the healing fire of God going through my hands. Touch him right now. Holy Spirit, fill him with a fire. In the name of Jesus, they will no longer recognize him. Oh, that's the fire of God I feel on him. Come on, everybody start to pray. God's fire is in this place. We glorify your name, Jesus. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your healing power. Come on, he's here in this place. No, you have to hunger for his spirit. Lift those hands and hear me. Everybody in this place. Close your eyes and hear me. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift. It is a gift. He gives it to His church freely. Freely. Anybody can receive it. Anybody who, rece- who believes can receive it. The Bible says from your innermost being, it shall be like a river, a fountain of life that will flow. What you need to do is you need to receive this gift by faith. That's how you operate this gift. That's how you receive this gift by faith. So what we do is we're going to pray with you. And you're going to feel a stirring in your innermost being. And what you need to do is you need to open your mouth and speak to it. The devil will tell you that's not tongues, that's tongues. And as you declare it by faith, God shall fill it up. And the words will increase. And suddenly it will become a fountain that cannot run dry. Bring them close to the back people too. The back people, bring them closer. Those who want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, come closer. This is that. This is that. For those of you that has been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but you need the fire, you need to be in the front. This is that. What I want to do is I want to ask those who has been baptized with the Holy Spirit that can speak in tongues. You're going to pray for us loud. I don't want you to do I want you loud. I want loud prayers. If you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray loudly that these people hear you. And everybody in the front, you put your focus on Jesus. Lord, your word says that you will baptize your people with the Holy Spirit 
and with fire. The word says this is a promise to all who believe. And as many as is far off that believe the word of God. The word says from your belly. From your belly, not from your head. Don't try to pray from your head. The Bible says from your belly. From your innermost being. The words does not come from your head. It comes down here from your stomach. From your belly. From your belly shall flow a river of living water. So I, you're going to feel the power of God come on you. You're going to feel the Holy Spirit touch your stomach. You're going to feel a burning fire in your belly. Then you open your mouth and you start to pray in tongues. Come on, let's pray. Don't try to figure it out up here. It's not in the head. It's not in the head. Come on, you better, you better receive it. Come on, it's on there. Put your hand on your stomach. Put your hand on your stomach. From her belly, it shall flow. Come on, it's on you. That's it. Speak it. Come on, speak it. Declare it. Declare it. It's on your tongue. Open your mouth and speak. There he goes. From your innermost being. From the bellies, Lord. Baptize them with the Holy Spirit. She's picking up. From his innermost being. From his belly. Let the fire of God touch him. Release it, release that sound. Oh, that's power. It's not in the head, it's in the belly. There we go. Touch. In the belly. Not in the head. That's power. Receive it by God's glory. Touch. In Jesus' name. The fire of the Holy Ghost. This is that. Oh, this is that. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall. Take it. Come on. From your innermost being. Not from the head, from the belly. From the innermost being, your word says. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Power. Anybody, you don't want him, he's moving on. 
This is that. This is that. This is that. Come on, where is that person that needs a miracle in their physical body? Run to the stage. Deaf ears, blind eyes, come. Let God touch you. Do a work in him. Lord, set him free. Your word says, when the Son of Man sets free, he's free indeed. He's free indeed. Every single bondage, every spirit that has bound you, I command you in the name of Jesus, loosen him now. Loosen him now. Loosen him now. Let him go right now. Let him go right now. You have no authority over you. I break your powers in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. Come on, pray, people. The Lord is setting him free right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your fire set him free. Lord, you can see this hunger. See this hunger. When you say no, you'll be free. When you feel not yet, you say near. That's when it's that. That's when liberty comes.